OG of Jets podcasting and blogging is back. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. This is There's Always Next Year with Brian Bassett. I'm back. The real me. Let's not, not make a whole thing of it. And his co-hosts, Chef Travis Milton. Today we're going to be making the students my tasty baked ziti with basil and fresh mozzarella. And Josh Conrad. Oh, my brother, testify. On Play Like a Jet Digital. Welcome back to There's Always Next Year. I'm your host, Brian Bassett. And with me today are Josh Conrad and Travis Milton, who are only crying because they got their noses pierced. Guys, <laughs> let's talk Hard Knocks episode Ugh. two. Uh, are you guys ready? Are you, have you got? Did you get your nose pierced this morning, or what? Your eyebrow pierced? What, what did you guys get not. up to? No, I, no, absolutely not. I that was I. I can deal with I can deal with injuries. I can watch car crashes. Watching watching someone else get pierced multiple times through their face. I was cringing. <laughs> I was looking through my my fingers, just terrified at wanting to. I just needed the whole scene to be finished. Yes, I get party over over two things: piercings and feet. And I'm just like my two bugaboos. I'd be, I would be barfing <laughs> everywhere. What if he pierced his toe? What about that? No! How that? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we're gonna get to it. We'll, we'll kind of as we did last week. Uh, Travis, glad you're back. Um, he he made it through his uh, his his trials. Um, I, before we get into it, I do need to say I talked briefly about it, Josh, last week. But but since we're here. Um, come on, I got to talk about uh, my wife and I went down to visit Travis at his the inn, um, the Nice Wander Inn in uh, Nice in Wander. Virginia. No, sorry, is it Nice Oof. Wander? I always thought it was yeah, Nice, nice Wander. Wander. Okay, because I always think it's of a Eric Nice Neese Wonder from the Grind. Place. <laughs> okay, see, I thought that was wrong. Nice Wonder. Okay, yep. so the Nice Wonder Inn, and uh, and we ate at Hickory mm, twice for breakfast, twice for dinner. And holy crap, Josh, best mm. thing I ate. I mean, there was amazing things. Everything was great. Everything was uh, super high end. But the favorite thing, that's probably the best way to say it. The favorite thing I ate was uh, Travis did a, like normally in like a fancy French dining establishment, you'd see like salmon mousse. So instead of doing salmon mousse, uh, Travis does spam mousse. <laughs> oh, with, yes. with hot sauce and then remind me there was um there was some crackers or something with it yeah uh, butter fried saltine yeah. crackers yeah that's and, right mm. and but oh my god yeah yeah what else and then pickles like uh bread and butter uh, pickles. miso yeah miso bread and butter pickles made from oh my uh, god miso that we make in-house so yeah so so here's the thing you never knew that you wanted spam mousse or deep fried saltines, but these are things you must get into your life. So, so here's, um, here's the kicker though. Oh the God. miso, you, did I tell you what the miso was made from? Uh, hopefully not a woman's uh, yeast. No, but yes. no, there's, there are no <laughs> yeasty boys involved. Um, okay. Now Doritos. I mean, I mean, what? Dude, one of the misos <laughs> that we're doing right now is, is uh, we inoculate, uh, moistened Doritos with aspergillus mold and create Koji out of it and then make oh miso my God. out of that. So, uh, yeah, you're, you had so, Doritos miso with, oh my gosh, spam mousse. You're Travis, Chef Travis, more, more of a witch than Oz the Mentalist. <laughs> no, the mentalist. I'm just very trashy and classy at the same time. That's right. I mean, and like, and it shines through Josh all over the restaurant. He's got, he basically commissioned art of the Golden Girls in like, 
um, kind of that uh, they're like wearing what, like Louis Vuitton or something or Gucci. Chanel? They're all wearing Gucci. Gucci. They're all yeah. wearing Gucci. So they Tremendous. have that like very, what's the, oh, I, dang it. I forget the guy's name. The, um, the artist who does like the old school paintings, but he kind of modernizes them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he did he, the he did the rumors Obama, of war uh, portrait, yes. the, the presidential portrait. Um, I can't remember yeah. his name. Uh, Kahinde Wiley, Kahinde Wiley. Yeah, yeah. It's like very Kahinde Wiley style. They're amazing, mm. and so and then he's got yeah, Golden Girls all over the place. Anyway, we had a great time. If you are ever looking for a place to go and just be a glutton, go visit Travis at Nice Wonder. It was so good, um, so good. I was almost wanted to lick the plate of that hot sauce too. That was amazing. So good, tasty. Um. Yes. Yeah, anyway, wonderful. all right. Yeah, you got to go. You got to go. Uh, uh, anyway, so we got to talk about the we got to talk about the podcast, uh, the um, hard knocks, which is you know such a bummer. But but yes, uh, to your point, Josh, we have was it O's O's Perlman, the Mentalist. We had so this is how, this is, I'll just kind of lay out how the episode goes, and then we'll go back through and kind of layer in our takes on kind of the themes and the specifics of it. So O's Perlman is a Mentalist. He comes in. Uh, kind of starts off the episode with a bang. Everybody thinks he's a witch, and I think some players might have wanted to burn him at the stake. I don't know that that seemed like that was uh, was going to happen if he continued that that set. Um, after that, we get um, the the teams getting chippy in camp. They start some brawls. Um, we'll talk a little bit about that. Specifically, the one great part is Skarnekia says, uh, "You don't have to clear the benches every time." And Robert Sell says, uh, "Yeah, the, yeah, you do." So, which I like. Then uh, we get some kind of talk about Q and his contract and his family and, um, you know, what that all kind of entails and why the team went and did that uh, kind of fades into some Rogers play fake stuff and kind of fooling the, the other quarterbacks. Um, that was pretty good in the, in the meeting room. Um, then we get that section on Will McDonald. We learn a little bit more about the first round draft pick. Um, Somebody uh, in that kind of group there in that like defensive line or linebacker group is talking, joking at him, talking about getting an eye tattoo, which uh, I think he would be up for if it if it might not uh, affect his vision. But um, he's kind of joking him on that. Then they uh, they go down to Carolina. You know, we basically see the Jets destroy the Carolina Panthers. And then on the rain out day, the Jets still go and uh, and participate, you know, kind of showing the level of urgency that this team has like, Hey, we're not going to miss a practice here. We're going to get in what we can get in, even if it's not against the other guys. And, you know, that shows up in kind of, which all fades into um, the rookie, the rookie uh, show, which was, mm. <laughs> that was the worst performance of camp. I think we've seen so far. We'll, we'll get to that. And then game time um, where, yeah, that kind of attitude plays over where you've got, you know, just they are setting tone for what this team wants to be. And we see that on both offense and defense. Um, and then the episode ends with some great Leslie Nielsen moments. So Leslie Nielsen finally getting his, uh, his modern day moment in the sun. Hopefully this will spark a, sure, uh, a Surely you're not being real about that. <laughs> Don't call me Shirley. <laughs> so, so anyway, and then uh, if we want, guys, we can do another. We can do another uh, cameo draft. I have a list, a running list of guys um, that I think would be fun. So anyway, high high thoughts. Just kind of, Josh, you're our um, you're our hard knocks uh, expert here. Just yeah, what themes did you pull out of of all, kind of all those kind of stuff I just discussed there? What did you? What did yeah. you see? What stood out to you? What did you really like in particular about this yep. episode? 
Yep, we, not, we hit this last, like last week after episode one that tonally everything was just very fun and light. Aaron's here, and this is great, and there's no struggles. The thing that stood out the most to me this episode, um, and we can we can certainly go through still like a lot of positives mm-hmm. and things we're pumped for. Um, Robert Sala just publicly shaming the offensive line made me so happy. Um, <laughs> I I was literally like like halfway through that episode, like, oh man, are we just is this just what Hard Knocks is going to be from now on? Is just like here's little here's little anecdotes about guys in the team and tonally everything's just like. Man, this is great. Like this, we're not going to show any real stuff anymore. And then Sala just like, listen, we can have a Hall of Fame quarterback, an incredible running back room, an incredible wide receiver room. And if we don't, if the big guys up front don't get it done, then we're just a banging gong. And those guys looking around at each other, like, shoot, like he's talking literally right to us right now. Um, really sat well with me. I felt like it was it was something that needed to be kind of addressed, um, not just mm-hmm. not just publicly, but just as a team. That there that there's there's a real struggle for that offensive line right now, um, and and to see Sala not shying away from it and them including it in the cut felt like this was the right thing to do, um, and I'm glad it happened. I'm glad that we all had the moment of like, that's great. I'm just watching these guys up front not block this defensive line with any urgency whatsoever, um, and so that was that was encouraging to me. Um, which I'm just trying to tee up Travis here for some O-line, yes. some O-line talk. Um, so take it away, Chef Chef Travis. I, I, I love that portion as well, um, obviously. But to be honest, I was kind of uh, – I almost felt bad for them. I, I, I kind of – probably not what you expected, Josh. I kind of <laughs> – No, not – I kind of looked like they were he – was, he was kind of throwing them under the bus because – in my opinion, like they have not addressed the offensive line enough. Um, and you've got people like Max fucking Schweitzer out there who, you know, <laughs> he, I, I mean, what his, his all is probably not great. Um, I don't know that the guys aren't showing their all. Um, I just think that, you know, a lot of these guys, Billy, Billy Turnstile. Um, Billy Turner, Turner whatever yeah. you want to call him. Um, Turnstile. That's his real name. Yeah, Turnstile. Yeah. I mean, that's what he looks like. Um, you know, I I really feel like they they haven't been given the opportunity. Number one to to gel because it's Dwayne Brown's out. They've got Makai Becton coming in and coming out, playing with the threes, playing with the ones, playing with the twos. Joe Tipton playing with the threes. Um, or Tipman. Um. Mm-hmm. There, there's been no continuity at right tackle. It's like they don't know if they're going to put Elijah Vera Tucker there, or if it's going to be Turner, or if it's going to be Mitchell. You know, I, I feel for him a little bit because I, I feel like the the there's no plan when it comes to offensive mm-hmm. line. They're trying to let it all shake out, and it's 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 affecting play. And and you know, I, I think that a lot of these guys that are in there, like I was talking about Schweitzer and Turner, um, you know, they're, they're not, they're, they're, they're depth guys. Like these guys, aren't, yeah. these guys don't need to be up there, mm-hmm. you know, guarding Aaron Rodgers. Like we, we just haven't invested enough in the offensive line. And I'll say that every single year I know, but it shows. And the, the the time just hasn't been there for any of them, uh, whether it be injuries, whether it be rotation, whether it be them, you know, trying to develop new guys. Like I, 
I, I just, you know, that, that, that position or those positions are very heavily influenced by getting reps. Be, you, you can't be in sync mm-hmm. like an offensive line has to be if you're not, you know, with these people day in, day out, and they just haven't given them that opportunity. So I actually gave those guys a little bit of the benefit of the doubt and, and really kind of felt bad for them because that's the only, the, those are the only positions that have really been, you know, bouncing back and forth on who's there. And it's definitely the positions that don't need to be going through that. Right. Yeah, it, it is. Um, yeah, I think to it's a, this is a good place to kind of talk about kind of what's happening outside of the episode. And right, when you've got Dwayne Brown on the pup and, you know, hopefully, I don't know when he'll be activated, hopefully soon. Um, and right, we're not sure where uh, Makai Becton's playing. Uh, there's a nice moment kind of with Aaron Rodgers on the sidelines of the game where he's kind of telling Becton he loves him and, you know, they're kind of hugging it up. And um, and that's good. Trying, You know, he's trying to build him up a bit. Um, yeah. I, and, and I think there was even a moment where Quinn and Williams like sacked a dude in practice. Like he sacked Bryce young in the, in the Panthers practice. And then he says something about like, he yells off to the sideline, like, look, like, you know, and just, like, I don't know what that was about specifically. Maybe they had a bet going or whatever, but, um, I was, I was like, Oh, what, what's that about? So, um, yes, th- there is a lot of churn here. And I know that, um, Salah wants things sorted out by by the end of this game. They're clearly not right because because no. we don't have Brown. Um, we we it's unclear who the center is going to be. Is it going to be McGovern? Is it going to be Tipman? Like you know, Schweitzer's taking as you said, West Schweitzer's taking uh, you know snaps there. Um, he, like obviously, I think to your point, Travis. Yes, like are they getting? kind of beaten on a little bit. Yes. Um, at the same time, are the guys who are kind of getting this chance to get some reps in camp? Um, you know, like if, as we saw last year, injuries are going to happen. So these guys have to be ready to play regardless of whether or not they're starters or not come, you know, come September 11th, uh, they've got to be ready to play. And so, so yeah, so I think that colors a lot of what we're, what we're seeing here with this team. And uh, yeah, like I, I hope that they sort it out. I think a lot of people want Deus Ex Machina, right? Somebody to come in from the outside to save this offensive line, whether it's the guy, was it Risner or whatever from, from Denver. That's what people want. And, and they're not wrong to want that, but it just, it feels like if they don't pull the trigger in the next week, like, I don't know when you would do this. Like you do this in season, like feel like better to try and get at that now and solve that now so that the team has more time to gel. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. The offensive line is a problem. I think that's the thing that this, the, this episode showed. And I think we've known going into camp, you know, when you selected Will McDonald, number one, who we, we love, right. He's clearly making an impact. Um, it meant that we did it at the cost of really shoring up the offensive line. Um, and here we are. So, so this is going to be the big question mark this year as we go through and yeah. And Salah called it out. And to your point, yes. Like, is he beating up on backups? Is, is Salah beating up on backups? Yes. Uh, but you know, as, as we saw last year, they're going to have to play at some point. Um, yep. And they just spent a lot of money on quarterbacks. So, so I do what I, I think more than anything, if there's one takeaway from this, Salah said this to the defensive line 
And he said to the offensive line multiple times in this episode, like, as you go, we go, right? Like, he's, yep. he's trying to make it clear who sets the tone for what this team is and what the mentality and what the, like, you know, who leads this team. Yes, they have Aaron Rodgers. Yes, they have Garrett Wilson. Yes, they have Sauce Gardner. But ultimately, like, this this team's tone will be set by what the defensive and offensive line do. And if they can't do that, right, then – and 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 I think that is the right approach. I think that's the right approach to building. Oh, a hundred percent, it is. Yeah, we've talked about this over the years, right, Travis? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it's all it's all the the guys up front. Like, no matter no matter what, like, if you can't protect the quarterback. You can't throw the ball. You can't run the ball. If you can't get to the quarterback, you 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 can't prevent points. I mean, that's it's that's what it goes back to. It's always the guys up front. Yeah, Salas quote when he kind of is ripping into them. He says, "None of it matters." until the big boys change who the F we are, right? That was his, his quote um, about this team. And he's right. And I think he's right. Like, and so hopefully, hopefully with the emergence of some of the guys that are currently backups or are kind of fighting for starting spots or are on the pup, uh, it will be more clear, but right. Until it's not like, we're going to get Aaron Rodgers on the sideline, you know, <laughs> to Panthers practice where he's basically saying like, you know, maybe we learned that play sucks from that formation or like, are you guys going to block anybody? Like he's, you know, he is not happy with, with what's happening there. And he shouldn't be, he shouldn't be happy. Um, also, all right, what other defensive line yeah, is pretty damn good. I mean, if you look yeah. at what the offensive line has done in, mm-hmm. in the games, they've not been terrible. They haven't completely shit the bed. Um, and it might be a little bit of rose colored glasses, but again, you saw what the defensive line did to, the offensive line of Carolina, theirs isn't great either. But to this point, the, the defensive line has, has wrecked everybody. Uh, and mm-hmm. granted, again, it's two teams and then, you know, our own offensive line. But, you know, that that is – there is something to be said about how good our defensive line rotation yeah. is. Yeah, and I and I would argue that the Panthers' offensive – excuse me, defensive line, I mean, Brian Burns, like some of the guys they have there, I think BJ is – BJ Robinson. Somebody Raji's on that team. Maybe it's not BJ. God, that would that would make him and me very old. It can't yeah, be BJ Raji. <laughs> BJ Raji uh, Jr. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but but the point is they're like they actually have when you look at their defensive line, like they have a pretty solid group there. Um yeah, yeah. They they got a good group. So like so, you know, Burns plays outside linebacker, but you get Justin Houston, Shaq Thompson, you know, in the linebacking core. Derek Brown, Marquand McCall, Shy Tuttle, like they're they got a good group there. Um, so yeah, no shade in terms of who they were playing against, but yeah, in game, right? Like it, it kind of showed up, right? They didn't, they 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 certainly didn't make the impact that they wanted to against their offensive line. So yeah, hopefully yeah. best. All right, spinning it back to the episode. Oh, go ahead. What are you gonna say, Jerry? I was just gonna say, like I think Salah's, I think his urgency here is look. I mean, just look at our division. Like we're we're we've got four games against. You know, two two of arguably the the best um, offensive or defensive lines in the league, like Buffalo and New England, are gonna bring the heat. Um, and Aaron is thirty eight years old or whatever he is. Like it's it's very clear that like this this very this team will rise and fall on the ability of the guys up front um, yep. to to block. And we've got you know, there's Kansas City on the schedule. There's other teams on the schedule. Philly, like we've got. We got some defensive lines that are coming after Aaron Rodgers this year. And so right there, that's six games between Casey, Philly, Buffalo, New England, that if we don't block well, we're not winning those games. And that's going to be – that's the litmus test for the for the rest of the preseason. 
All right, where, where do you want to go from here, Travis? What else do you want to talk about about this episode? I really like the mentalist guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> that guy well, freaked me I, out, I, man. I thought it was it was I like I hate magic. I hate magicians. I hate prestidigitarians. I hate card tricks. Like I hate all that kind of shit. But they're not tricks. They're illusions. They're illusions, Michael. You don't have time for my illusions. <laughs> tricks are what whores do for money. <laughs> or candy. <laughs> or candy. Or candy. Uh, wow. Okay. Hey, so um, you so you really like <laughs> yeah. you have a very different Halloween than I have, Josh. <laughs> no, that's the well, end of the quote. That's, that's the end no, of the joke. I know, oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, what which one was the most mind blowing to you, Travis? Which of his it tricks you saw? It wasn't mind blowing to me. Like I can I can see the I, I think the reason I enjoyed it was I could kind of see the point to it. Like and, and it really mm-hmm. hit me when when Aaron Rodgers well actually with, with Michael Carter and Aaron Rodgers, um and what he was doing and, and kind of the point of it to me, uh and it was like the guy was reading like your very small physical reactions. You know, mm-hmm. whether it be like your your eyes glinting, moving, like when it hits something. And, you know, that's very important, especially for a quarterback, for a running back, for, you know, where where your eyes are going mm-hmm. um, and, and what you're tipping off. And that was what was super interesting to me was him showing like, OK, I'm I'm just this this dude that that apparently reads people's reactions, uh, whatever the fuck a mentalist is. I thought it was just a show on CBS. <laughs> Yes. Um, Simon Baker procedural. Yes. Yes. Um, but you know, he's standing there and he's reading what, what Aaron Rodgers is thinking just based off of, you know, his, his eyes. And, uh, I thought that that was pretty fascinating and, uh, the guy's reactions to it, I thought was pretty fascinating. Yeah, I I hundred percent agree. Right, just to say, like to to, I mean, it's fun for them. They enjoy it. It's kind of a moment for them to get their minds blown. It's great for the camera, um, all that. But at the same time, yes, to your point, like, hey, everything matters. There are these tiny micro tells that you are putting off here, and right, like, and we kind of you know going over to like the play fake thing. You know, that, and that was a great example, kind of like pairing that against the, the, the mentalist thing. Yeah. You know, we see where I can't remember if it was, I think it was Boyle or some, was it Boyle or, or Wilson who was He's saying, like, you shortchange it. Yeah. Yeah. You're short. I think it was Boyle. He said like, you shortchange it on the fake, but you don't like on the, you know, on the regular play. And so Wilson that's what it is. You make it easy. And then that's when Aaron turned around and was like, what'd you say? Yeah. <laughs> Right. And then, and then I, I know, and then they got one play wrong. And, uh, and, you know, all, all Aaron Rodgers does is just says short change, right? Like, cause he just, <laughs> he's, you know, so, so the, but the point there is, right. Like it, it kind of gets back to that Oz Perlman stuff, the, the mentalist stuff where like, you know, that someone says, I think, it, I can't remember who, but one of them says, you know, Rodgers always uses two hands for this and he uses one hand for that. So like it's clearly this. Um, so, so right, like those things, the way you position your hands, the way to your point, the, where, where you put your eyes, all that stuff matters. And so hopefully, yeah, they took that scene and just didn't say like that dude's a witch, but they thought about, yeah, how does that apply to the work that we do? Yeah. Um, so that was really cool. I thought that was really cool. I, I mean, okay. We got to talk about the Super Bowl prediction. I mean, I, I like the final result, but do I mean the Niners? Like we think the Niners, we think Brock Purdy is leading them to the Super Bowl. What 
who who, Sam who is the is. right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course oh it all comes full circle doesn't it yes. yeah, yeah, yeah that's that would be our our luck yeah i mean it's it's his decision on who he predicted but like come on the niners niners really all right fine i mean they're a good team i'm not saying they're not just saying i mean if they they made it as far okay. as they did last year with a turnstile of quarterbacks and again that's brock true. purdy so i wouldn't be yeah, yeah. They're they're in that Philly game for all of two plays, so you know. I, and then Brock Purdy's UCL blew up, so like, yeah, there's a chance like that could be the team at the end. My big takeaway that whole segment, that whole little section in the you know two thirds or you know, that first third, um, is how badly I want video of an Aaron Rodgers Will McDonald. Oz the Mentalist dinner, um, just to see the conversation <laughs> the three of those guys have together. Yeah, yeah. Who's who's normal? Speaking of Will McDonald, let's jump over to Will McDonald. Who's normal in that in that uh, in that dinner? Who's who's the normal one? I think I think it's Oz. Like I think he's yeah. the most normal guy of the three. And, and normal, I don't mean that pejoratively. Like I am saying, I know, I like, know. Will Will seems genuinely like an interesting, really sweet, really like awesome, cool guy. Um, but of the three of them, he's the one that's at least the most direct about how insane he is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> the other two are masking it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what was it? What did that quote mean? I wish people was were normal. Like, what, 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 what is he trying to? I mean, it's uh, out of context. We don't know what the larger conversation was there. But like, is it that he wants to be more abnormal, or like, what, what do we think? What, what prompts somebody to say that? I think he's saying that nobody's normal, and I, no, I just think he was okay. making this comment of like, oh yeah, I wish everybody was normal. And it's like, well, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, I, don't, like I think you're satirical. saying that no one really is, and they're just not admitting to it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So, so Will McDonald, who, you know, we weren't sure about, like, I, I, and I don't know if we talked about it last week, but like, um, you know, when he was picked after the draft, we were all a little confounded. We were all a little Mm -hmm. not sure of what to think of it, uh, especially because it felt like a reach and whatever. And, you know, who knows this season we'll, we'll let it play out and see how it goes. I think one thing is clear. The Jets knew the kind of player they were getting and he was a guy who played in a in an off system like for his style um so so yes like he, where he was valued wasn't syncing up with maybe what his potential was and the jets saw that and took advantage of that could they have gotten him a little later if they had traded back yeah maybe um and there was also as you know the offensive line stuff we talked about but clearly clearly McDonald is ready to make an impact he's already making an impact some of the plays that we saw, you know, they, they kind of highlighted the one play where he bounces off the chip and then, you know, spins across the face of the, of the tackle and goes right into, uh, you know, goes right into the quarterback. You know, that was, uh, that was pretty special in the game. And then, right, you pair him on the other side, who we really didn't hear much about. But, you know, certainly if you were following the game or watching the game, Jermaine Johnson on the other side had a hell mm-hmm. of a game himself. And, you know, there was that one play, I think it, I'm pretty sure it was Jermaine Johnson, basically threw the tackle, like, across the face of, or, yeah, across the face of the quarterback to then, you know, kind of make that that um, that sandwich sandwich sack on, on the quarterback. Like, those two guys are pretty special. And, like, we're not even sure who's going to get the most, you know, snaps. Like, I don't really care about who's the starter. I care about who's going to get more more snaps this year. Like when you think about all the guys the team has, like those guys might not even get the most snaps this year. Yeah, uh, maybe certainly from you know pass rushing situations, but like 
What did you think about Donald and, you know, kind of in that game, what did you think about what we saw from Jermaine Johnson? What did you just think about, let's just say, kind of writ large in camp when they were playing against the Panthers in practice and in uh, and in uh, and in the game? Like, what, what did you guys like about what you saw from that? Were you just licking your chops or what? Sim- I mean, we had all the same thoughts. Will McDonald, the the alleged Bill Belichick jumping ahead of the Jets so that they, they get stuck with, you know, making making a pick of a guy that and then the Jets are like scrambling and we take this other guy Will McDonald that seemed like a reach a little bit and then you see him play and you're like thank you like this is awesome like let's just add strength to strength um and so I've had the similar thought around who's getting who's actually going to win some of these reps um and you can see the genuine excitement I mean it's why Robert Sala is in the is in the role he's in. He is he's just about his guys. Wants his guys to succeed. He loves the defensive line. There was that little throwaway line. Um, I forgot who he was talking to. Um, no, it was d- during the Panthers. Oh no, no, it was Woody Johnson. Mm-hmm. I think he was talking to Woody Johnson. Oh. Um, and said something about like, yeah, that's that's my baby. Like that defensive line, that's my baby. Um, and so <laughs> giving him a new toy with Will McDonald plus the abundance of riches we have all across that line. Like it's it's a special special group, and so seeing him really succeed, especially in the game, getting that first sack, Robert Sala going nuts for him, Jermaine Johnson having an incredible game. Like my big takeaway is guys are going to have to fight to get on the field um, in some of those positions because there is there are six to seven guys that are deserving of snaps on on any given week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Josh, any any thoughts about that defensive line specifically? Oh, oh, sorry. Uh, sorry, Travis. I said Josh. I meant Travis. Oh, you're all good. I was sorry. Like, yeah, I, was I, like, I can get I, more. I can just keep going. <laughs> it's like, I'm, I'm like, in a target just parking lot. I'm in a target yeah, parking okay, lot. Good. Somebody was asking for change so they could buy Starbucks. That's why I muted it. Sorry. Well, I should have left course. that on. Classic. That's yeah. classic. Wait, are you eating a, a pot pie right now? Or what, what I am not. In, there's in no the cheesecake involved. Nope. No cheesecake. I am shipping adult diapers. No Little Caesars. Nope, nope. I, I'm just sitting here sip, sipping a iced brown sugar oat milk. Ooh, yeah, sweet espresso. cream. Yeah, well, I know those. Mm. Yeah, yum, yum. Um, but uh, I was amazed at how little they talked about Jermaine Johnson because, yeah. I, 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 you know, it is really cool that the rookie was, was, was starting to shine. But, man, Jermaine Johnson has come on this, this yes. camp. Like, the second he changed his number, it seems like he became a different player. And, like, he he is a beast. And I agree with Josh. Um, it's – this the, the, the rotation of, of the D lineman is going to be nuts. I mean, there's at no point where there's a weakness, you know, when you're rotating these people through. And uh, – it's it's amazing, amazing to see, and I can't wait to see it like actually in motion because mm-hmm. I mean it's it's definitely a murderer's row. I mean, you've got Clinton in there, you've got Bryce Huff, who is absolutely amazing. I can never talk enough about that guy. And now yeah. Jermaine Johnson's coming on. You know, uh, uh, Mike Clemens is starting to come on in linebacker. Um, you know, Will Mc- it's 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 nuts watching it and seeing them in practice. And that was what I was talking about earlier. You know these guys are going up against essentially backup offensive linemen and they're, they're destroying them and, and they're even destroying the good linemen, you know, like, like Connor mm-hmm. and, you know, the, the first team, but it's, I don't know, man, it's, it's definitely something special to watch, uh, especially after years and years and years of, of 
begging for a pass rush um, and, and trying, you know, there's the, so many years of us drafting a defensive lineman and then, you know, two years later trading him away um, three years later, whatever, uh, or, or them just shitting the beds like Wilkerson and Richardson, um, you know, so it's, it's really, really amazing watching this, this defensive line, you know, start to really come together and uh, can't wait to watch them. Well, I'm really going to need to see some Mike Clemens on the screen. I've made promises to yeah. non-Jet fans about how much they're going to love Mike Clemens, and we're getting almost none. And I, I just <laughs> – I'm in trouble um, with these guys if they don't get shirtless Mike Clemens with his barbed wire-wrapped baseball bat on the screen <laughs> by episode three. They keep need showing more like Mike little Clemens. bits of it. And it's like, yeah, what, he, yeah. wasn't Mike Clemens the one that was in the beginning um, when uh, he was working with the uh, – the the mental health coach uh maybe i think so i thought that yeah. was mike clemens yeah and yeah, i was because I... I was actually amazed like man this guy's really really calm i expected him to be way more intense but his voice is like 12 octaves deeper than barry white right <laughs> yes yeah he's um yeah he's kind of been in lurking in the background yeah we'll see we'll see i think the thing about him right is he's very as you say, Travis, like he's very stoic, right? Like he's very, I don't know how that plays on camera. Like he's not hamming. I don't see him kind of hamming around a lot. Um, and so that, that, you know, that tends to lead to, you know, hitting the the floor. You know, he's not talking about charcuterie boards or, you know, whatever, shouting out Optimus Prime. So therefore, therefore it doesn't, doesn't make the episode. So, so yeah, I, I hope that he finds, I hope that he finds a, you know, yeah, a, a segment because I do, I also think he's an interesting character and like his, his answers like just make the media so uncomfortable because he's like, he's kind of like, you know, if, if, uh, if Belichick was a player, like that's kind of the mm. answers that he gives to the media. Like whenever you see it, like terrifying. Oh, yeah, yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. He's actually terrifying. Yeah, he's he's like you're physically intimidated, and he's not threatening you in any way. He's just no, 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 intimidating. Right? right. Yeah, <laughs> like like I think there was a thing last year where someone asked him. I don't know if it was a training camp or during the season, and he had a good game or a good day in practice. And, you know, one of the uh, we we don't have to say who. Someone asked like, "Hey, how, how do you feel about your progress?" And he's like, "It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter." <laughs> right? like, something like that. I was just like, "Geez, this guy's serious." So, yeah, so I would love some Michael Clemens. So I hope he starts pulling on boom mics or, you know, playing pranks or something. We got to get something, guys. Um, yeah, carry that baseball bat around, something. Um, all right, wh- uh, what else do we want to talk about? Um, I think we have to talk about the rookie show. I mean, mm. I, you know, certainly. What the fuck was that? I don't even get it. I was so confused. Like the look on Nicole Harmon's face. Was the same look I had. I was like, "What are you? What? Are you, what is? What are you doing?" So bad. What? CJ CJ Mosley had to tell them, "No, you got to run this back." Like this was so <laughs> bad that you guys have to. Like it was interesting too. It was two groups of guys. So if you notice, kind of the first group of guys were, um, you know, primarily African American players, and right. they're doing you know like a step routine. It was like a so, step okay. routine and then, for a fraternity and then you or got something. The, yeah, yeah. And then, and then you got the white guys looking like they're about to go on Shark Tank presenting this new app that they want to get funding for. Yeah, yeah. Um, playing, it playing was brain so box disjointed games or whatever. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, I understand the step portion, but I don't know what the hell Zach Koontz was bringing to uh, what I 
still have no fucking idea. Yeah, that was horrible. I, I liked it. They were going to like, I mean, I think, I think, right? The, the rookies are out there and they're just, if, if I'm a rookie and I know I'm going to be embarrassed, I know I'm going to be on hard knocks, like there's two ways to go at this, right? Like you go all out and you really get into it. Um, and that's, you know, that's your way through this rookies. Like I'm, I'm telling you this, if you're listening, like commit to the bits, commit to the skits, commit to the characters, commit to the songs, commit to impersonating your coach, whatever it is you're doing, just the way you commit to, you know, going all out on a football play, you got to go, got to commit that same level to whatever skit you're doing. Um, because if you don't, right, then you get what you got, which is, you know, people just throwing, you know, reams of paper at the players, booing them off the field. The only thing that are off the, off the stage, the only thing that got cheered now, you know, in the clips that we saw, to be clear, but like the only things that got cheered were CJ Mosley telling them to do it again. Yes. Week. That was the only thing that got cheers. Oh man. And yes, is that Koontz? I had, I have big, I big hope for Zach Koontz. This was not a great episode for Zach Koontz on the on the skit front or on the wronging the uh, running the wrong route and getting the touchdown front. Like, yeah, uh, <laughs> not a great Aaron, Aaron with Ron, our our tight ends coach. Just hey, man, great coaching, great coaching of these guys. <laughs> that was such, <laughs> I loved it. Ron did not want to acknowledge it one one bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, no, 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 buying, no buying. Um, so, so that was good. I I can't wait to see next week. So I hope we get that full commitment that they really, you know, uh, become the characters in in, that, uh, that, uh, Izzy, Izzy becomes, what was, what was his name? (laughs) What was his name? Uh, his character name, sweet something, or, and then there was pork chop. Like those guys really pork chop with extra gravy. Yeah, Yeah. Pork chop with extra gravy. They need to embody those those characters that they are. So I hope they take that, uh, that acting, acting lesson to heart. But yeah, that was, that was a travesty. That was a rookie show travesty. Um, uh, crime against humanity. That's what that was. So, um, all right. W- what else do we want to talk about? I mean, we, we talked a little bit about game time. Um, there were some interesting stuff there that happened during the game. Um, you know, just some things I'll call out, you know, Bryce Young getting mauled, you know, Zach mm-hmm. seeming to play pretty well. And, you know, it was cool to hear kind of the sideline discussion and, him, you know, trying to get them, you know, early in the game on the snap count stuff. Uh, but, you know, the the crew really wasn't up to speed or they didn't execute it exactly right, unclear. Um, but you, you like that. You like to see Zach being a little um, a little cheeky. And, you know, he's kind of there before the game during warm-ups you know, screaming about what, what was he saying? Something about like, we're not going to be stressed by football. We're done being stressed. Football's fun with kind of a very stressed, you know, he was kind of joking boys. Um, oh, was it Ulbrich, uh, right? Going, I, I want to see you smile out there. Yes. Oh, that was, yeah, wasn't yeah. that Calabrese that said that? I think it was Calabrese. Yeah, yeah I thought right. it was, that was Yeah. Uh, well, Ulbrich said something to him about like, you deserve to like, oh, to play yeah, well yeah. today or something success. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. Which was cool to hear. Um, other other notes from the game. I saw Cam Irving gave some love to Will McDonald. Will McDonald does that backflip up. Yeah, that was cool. Gets up off the ground. He's like, "Don't." Yeah, that was, that was he nuts. flips up. Yeah, and then Cam Irving. That was like, Ashton you know, Davis shit. Yeah, <laughs> that's the kind of athleticism we need on this team. Um, yeah, so Cam Irving's like, "Hey man, you're gonna have a good career." He's like, "Oh, thank you, appreciate it, or whatever." 
Um, so like, yeah, there's some good moments in the game there. Uh, we also have to talk about the halftime situation, but, uh, yeah. A- anything specific from the game that you saw other than the fact like- that Bryce Young just got murdered? I mean, I don't know what else. I like that the, at the end of the game, when they're shaking hands and Adam Thielen is, uh, trying to talk to Zach mm-hmm. Wilson, he's like, he's like, man, you know, you got to keep your head high. You got to, and like Zach doesn't yeah. want to hear any of it. You can tell cause he's like, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Like, just yeah. keep your head high. And he just, keeps... just, just delete it. Don't listen to it. Don't listen to it. Just keep moving. <laughs> yeah. Just keep. He like, like kept, Adam just keeps he going. Said He's the like, same man, thing like twelve times. You just yeah. got pushed through. Don't listen to the critics and and Zach's just like, uh uh-huh. <laughs> Yep, yep, yep. It's like trying to get off the phone with your mom. Like that's kind of what I felt like that conversation felt like. Uh huh. Yep. I, okay. I have a term for that. Yeah. What is small that? talk headlocks? Straight. <laughs> 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 he totally got headlock. him in a small talk headlock. Yeah, that was painful. It was painful. I mean, I appreciate the advice, but are they both Mormons <laughs> or something? Is Thielen a Mormon? Is that why he felt like you could give him that level of detailed advice multiple times? I have no idea. I think it was one one short white guy to another. I think that's the connect. Uh, uh, that makes. I more think sense. he thought he was a no, girl. He, and might he was be. just mansplaining to him. He was just like, you know, let me break the situation that you had last year down for you now, so you can relive it right now because I've been through it. Okay, I think My... he's Catholic. <laughs> I don't know. A quick googling, a quick get googling uh, says that Catholic. that uh, Adam is Catholic. So Catholic. Yeah. My right. my only other my only other big takeaway from the game was um, I don't know who who the guy is, what he coaches for the Panthers. Aaron Rodgers just fat shaming him on screen. Uh, yes. Oh, uh, James Campen. And then James Campen. Yes. I was I was going to mention that. His, I was like, do we need to his, call out the fat shaming? Like, there's there's some serious body was, shaming happening there. It was rough enough. It was funny, but it was rough enough. And then the the Panthers players going, no, man, he's been eating Pop-Tarts. Like, that dude's running still. <laughs> that dude's still running a hill somewhere as his coach is like, how many Pop-Tarts did I eat? 32? Cool. That's how many sprints you owe me now. They were called – they didn't <laughs> say Pop-Tarts. They said faux, oh, faux tarts. tarts. F-A-U-X tart. So I don't know what a faux Pop-Tart yeah. is, but I whatever it is, I want nothing. Like, if, if, like, if it's between me – eating berries and almonds and fake pop tarts uh, just give me the berries and almonds all right like i i i will i will rock with that if i want a pop tart like i'm gonna eat a pop tart you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like don't do this like you know fake gummy candy stuff no 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 none of that i appreciate the fact that aaron is trying to look out for his health um i i do appreciate that though he's he's looking after his guy he's looking after his guy but is, yeah is it was kind of a- like a uh, an off brand of pop tarts, like I think it's partner. gonna be like a yeah. It must be some sort of like you can probably get them at Target. Well, since you're outside the Target, you can go in and probably get some. It's like like <laughs> you know like Magic Tarts, Spoon. Please. It's probably like Magic Spoon or one of those other kind of like cereal brands that are like yeah. it's not ca- carbs. It's I don't know whatever biomass of some kind, right? <laughs> some sort of <laughs> cultivated biomass. It's actually protein. It's protein tarts. Um, yeah, protein. I don't know what they are. <laughs> faux tarts, he said. Yeah, oh, what the man. fuck is a faux tart? No idea. Know. You need to you need to put that on your menu, bro. You need to put that faux on tarts. your menu. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Other other items before we get to the the cameo draft. I really really enjoy quinnon williams and on the flip side he he is the mm-hmm. flip side of michael clemens to me like he is 
I mean, I don't, uh, every, everyone knows, like, he is a, a fucking beast mauler on, on the field. But off the field, he's just like this nice, jovial, aloof, goofy mm-hmm. dude that's like, man, <laughs> I love my kid. I'm, I'm, I'm actually gentle. Like, my wife's going to be mad when she comes in and sees me. And like, man, I got pissed, you know. <laughs> He's just like so goofy and aloof. And then like the second he's on the field, like that switch mm-hmm. is complete opposite. Like I love, yeah, I love seeing those two sides of him. It's, it's just, it cracks me up. Yeah. Yeah. My, I, uh, I love that too. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say my, um, my non jet brothers refer to him as big dove. I don't know if that's even an official name. <laughs> they just call him big dove. Cause they think he's big just dove. like this really, like sweet, lovable guy, but he's big and he's he's a menace he, on the field. He so thanked himself dumb. for the bless you when he sneezed. I mean. He did. Thank you. Bless you. <laughs> bless you. Thank you. Bless you. Thank you. Sir. Get the shirt. Get the shirt. Get the play like a jet shirt. Bless you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, bless you. Thank you. <laughs> um, so yeah, just to talk, so we're focused on Q there for a second. Um, yeah, it's cool to see that moment. Signing the contract with his family, and um, and then they kind of cut to Woody and and Sala standing there on the sidelines and you know Woody's quote which you know I actually appreciate it. I think it's a good quote is a good quote a lot of money he says it's he says yeah there's a lot of money a lot of money and he says it and then Woody says it's good to have your best guy go first because mm-hmm. then like you he's talking about you like the next player who wants the contract have to duplicate it so so the point is like what Woody's saying is like look <laughs> we'll give you the money if you're Quinn and Williams are you Quinn and yeah. Williams okay and so, and so, like you know, which I can't remember if it was before that or after that. But Sala, you know, talks about how Joe and I, Joe and I, he says, you know, Joe and I would not have advocated to pay him if he wasn't the kind of guy he is. And I loved hearing that. And I think, I think we knew that. But I think what the inference there is, this team is not just going to pay everybody. Um, they're not going to, you know, be held hostage by players. Uh, you know, yes, the cap is going up, and yes, you know, contracts are going up. But at the same time, they're not just going to pay everybody because they were a former uh, first round pick or whatever and are doing well. Like to me, that's the sign. Like we haven't really seen it yet with Joe and Sala. And I hope they stick around long enough that we do get to see it where they do let some of the guys that are like, hey, they're a good player. They're impactful. But the off field stuff, you know, we're just we would rather them go out to free agency and get that conditional third the next year off that guy making a massive contract. So like. I appreciate the fact that they're looking about the performance on the field and then the goofy, goofy kind of, you know, fun loving nature, you know, off the field and kind of who he mm-hmm. is just as a person. Like I, I loved hearing that. I thought that was great. Um, yeah. All right. Any other thoughts, any other thoughts on this team on this, on this episode? I think we got it. All right. Yeah. I think we got it. I think we've got it on lock just like the defensive line. All right. So here's who I saw in the episode. So just to be clear, these are non-Jets players, and we've mentioned a bunch of them already. Um, these are non-Jets players who are kind of like, eh, they probably won't be in every episode. They're probably just, you know, once through or, you know, we'll we'll see. So so here here's the guys that I have on my list. Josh McCown, eternal backup. Uh, Brian, Carl Cheffers, Deuce Staley, former running back. Deuce the Juice. Uh, Deuce the Juice, what they call him? Yeah. Uh, Andy Dalton, another backup. Uh, the piercing guy. I can't remember his name, but the guy who pierced him at his last uh, name was Pierce. His name was Bussy Pierce. Buzzy because Pierce. I was like, holy shit, dude. Your last name is Pierce and you're a piercer. That's piercer. perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was, he was born for that job. Uh, and I think that place, I looked up that place. It's in Montclair, New Jersey. It's like, can't remember, dang, I can't remember the name of the tattoo uh, 
parlor place. It's in Montclair for anybody who wants to get their nose pierced. Go, go check it out. Um, uh, James Campen, aka Little Bitch, aka Fat as Shit, aka Fotarts. <laughs> that guy. Um, Fotarts. Campen. Uh, Quinnen's wife, Quinnen's baby, uh, head coach of the Panthers, Frank Reich, makes an appearance. Brian Burns makes an appearance. Uh, Ike Kwanku, I think that's how you pronounce his name. Excellent tackle who got obliterated. Uh, he he made an appearance. Cam Irving made an appearance as well. Um, Cam Irving, just writing that one down. Uh, Jake Delholm, former quarterback great of the uh, or <laughs> a quarterback mid former Panthers. Quarterback. <laughs> yeah, great, great yeah. stretch. Mid, yeah, um, Johnny Hecker, the punter. He talks about the Charcucci board with Tanzel Smart. He did. Um, yep. Hecker's a pretty good punter. Adam Thielen, we already talked about Adam Thielen and his uh and his uh you know block it out, bro, block it out, uh pep talk there. Um the the last two I have are I don't know if you saw this, but at the final moments of the game, there's a ball guy with an insane mustache standing behind Robert Sala. That thing was nuts. It was like Oh I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. His audio it was guy. like Austin. Yeah, it's like he Dude, Josh, he would be right at home in the old barbershop, uh, was that place. High point. Like that dude, that dude would be hanging out in high point if he was not the ball guy at the uh at the uh the game. Um uh Okay, oh yeah, I gotta say this just because we're at this moment. So high point is a famous barbery in, in Richmond, barbershop in Richmond. Uh yeah. Josh, when Josh used to live in Richmond here, we would talk to him about going whatever, and he I remember going out to lunch with him one time and we were at a place and they had really good, like, and it was like biscuits or like, like scones or something like that. Some sort of awesome pastry. And we were having Faux, lunch. Faux yeah, they were photos. <laughs> this is this is legit something Josh said. Trev, you got to put it on the menu. Put photos. Yeah, yeah. Put the uh, Josh legit said to me like, "Oh man, like these things are really good. Like whatever they were, the pastries. Like I got to bring some to the barber shop the next time I go." And I was like, "Why are you bringing pastries to a barber shop?" But that's the kind of barber shop it is. That was the vibe. So, Shout out Dave Foster. Shout out Jackie yeah. Blaze. Yeah, that's definitely the vibe at High Point. Uh, and then lastly, of course, he was not actually there, but he was there, there in spirit and in, uh, and in cinema, uh, Leslie Nielsen, Leslie Nielsen is on the list. So, um, so I was pretty good at the, at the very end there, the Leslie Nielsen moment. Um, okay. So Travis, we're going to let you go first. We'll, we'll do, let's do three rounds here. Um, and then if you need any prompting or help, let me know. But, um, but yeah, so I'll run back through real quick. Josh McCown, Bryce Young, Carl Cheffers, the, the, uh, the, Head coach, whatever the um, official. official. Uh, Yeah, yeah, thank you. Deuce Staley, Andy Dalton, Buzzy Pierce, James Campen, Q's wife, Q's baby, Frank Reich, Brian Burns, Iki Kwanku, Cam Irving, Jake Delholm, ball guy with insane mustache, Johnny Hecker, Adam Thielen, Leslie Nielsen. Go. Because of my my adoration for cringe Mm -hmm. comedy, (laughs) <laughs> uh, and uncomfortable moments. I am, yes. I am doing Photons. Adam Thielen in the first. Wow. All right. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. All right. Adam that's Thielen a, off the bar. All right. For cringe comedy. Um, yeah, that's that's good. That's a good one. Uh, Josh, you you can go next. I'll let you go next. Give me give me Johnny Hecker. Uh, just because he, it, it was such an inside HBO patting HBO on the back for how quick their editing <laughs> team got Sharkucci board um, back out into the main. Into the into the zeitgeist, and so uh, shout out Johnny Hecker, uh, funny guy, 
really more a shout out to to NFL Films and, and HBO for for getting their editing room to to put in a quote from the last episode in this episode to show how quick their <laughs> editing room works. That's good. All right, I'm taking James Campin, aka Little Bitch. Um, I'm taking him uh, as <laughs> as my top pick there. Uh, I, I feel bad for him as we discussed at length, uh, but I'm taking I'm going to take James Campin. He's gonna he's gonna help build up my offensive line to the to the to the group that it needs to be clearly. All right, back to you, Travis. It's back to me. Got, yeah, um, I got a good mustache guy. Like I, I <laughs> Josh, I feel like you were gonna take him. That's why I got to go now. Uh, I might That's be right. reached, but uh, yeah, always always enjoy a good mustache. Um, that's that might be the weirdest thing I've said today, um, but I'm, I stick by it. Stand by. But that guy was he was all business too, Travis. Like he was like watching the. You clock. have to it's be all... with a mustache like that. No one's gonna yeah, take he... you seriously unless you yeah, are all was... business. You have. That's you right. Have he to have was the super intense. Michael Clements. That's right. The moment that clock hit double zeros, ball was right in the bag and zipped up, and he was off. Like he was yep. all about being that. So I, I want to hire that guy. Thing. I want to work for that guy. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right josh what do you got uh give, give me give me jake delome um just remember he was mm-hmm. oh yeah jake delome's a human he exists um <laughs> i that was that was the extent of i just needed to remind re, be reminded that he's he yeah. is a human being that once played quarterback um i think i think he holds the distinction of being a i don't know if i'm sure it has happened but i think he created the delome stat which is i think throwing four interceptions at a playoff game um, so yes. shout out Jake Talone for for making it onto camera. Nice. I, I'm going to take Q's baby as uh, as Good call. my <laughs> second pick to go with uh, to go with um, Campin. I'm going to take Q's baby because uh, baby got shout out. Baby got a uh, baby got a uh, mention. I bet the something like I bet the baby smiling like you know went the day he was signing the contract. Um, so yeah, Q's baby. Um, what about Corey uh, Davis's we'll kid? You left you left her out. Oh, I missed that. I think I missed Corey Davis's kid. All right, I'll add Corey Davis's kid to the list. Um, but yeah, I'm taking Q's baby because uh, Q's baby gets some shout outs. Baby Q. That's a uh, yeah. It's it's we call that earned media. We call that earned media. Uh, so we're, I'm gonna I'm gonna get Q baby. Oh my Q's baby god! Oh, earned I, media. Can can you imagine coming up with like a baby back rib restaurant calling it Baby Q's? <laughs> oh, baby Q's. Baby, baby cues. He could have served wow. curly fries and call them curly cues. Yes, there's so much there. So much depth. It's a lot. Yeah, the lot to build on left on that bone. Yeah, baby, you bring that and home. The, and the angles. I mean, yep. <laughs> oh my I god! Like, I can't tell you how often we quote that in the freaking restaurants. <laughs> and I am so stoked that we quoted uh, Arrested Development twice in one episode. That makes me yeah. happy. Yes, yes. All right. Uh, who is up? So that means Travis, you're back up for uh, I'm final up, pick. I'm final pick. Um, you know, I wasn't the biggest fan of the Nathaniel Hackett hire, but uh, my uh, the amount of of usage of uh, pop culture and movies, uh, as I as I just alluded to, uh, in in our management style at the restaurant. <laughs> and uh, you know, kind of, kind of to lighten the mood and and keep people engaged. And uh, yeah, I've got to go with with Leslie Nielsen. I'm I'm taking nice. Leslie. Yeah, that's yeah. value. The third round, that's some value. I mean, yes. you can't go wrong with Leslie Nielsen. And Leslie Nielsen, as you might remember, Travis, I looked it up to be to be sure. 
He did a cameo in a Golden Girls episode. Of as course, I he, uh, actually, multiple. He's who married Dorothy in the last Whoa. few episodes. Oh my goodness! Yes, wow. that's Dorothy's husband. Okay. Yes. All right. Wow. So there you go. Full, full yep. circle. I'm glad. Even that more we, value. Yeah, higher value. Yeah, that's much, much more. He value. also Louis was Donald Enrique value. Palazzo. I have a T-shirt. Enrique, Enrique Palazzo, Palazzo tour. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> All right, Josh. Last pick. I mean, you know, get, we can go get some undrafteds later, but I'm just, I'm just saying, you got to, got to make a pick here. You got to put a, put yep, your, give you know, me flag in the sand. Get, give me, uh, give me, give me Carl Sheffers, uh Referees, Ooh. officials are people too. Um, they're also <laughs> getting into game shape. Um, not letting Zach Wilson get a free play was egregious, and Aaron Rodgers was planting a seed. I, you know, there's going to be a game mm-hmm. in mid November. Something's going to happen in a game. It's Carl Sheffers on the crew, and Aaron's going to give him a look. Like, remember back to August. Remember. We talked about this. You owe us one a little bit. Like, Aaron's just planting seeds. He's just planting seeds. He's sowing, and later on, we're going to reap. So, Carl Sheffers, shout out. Uh, get it together with your crew, your new guys on your crew this year. Um, I'm sure that that will come back to bite us at some point. All right. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with my last pick. I'm taking Buzzy Pierce. Um, and I think <laughs> the reason I'm taking Buzzy Pierce over. Josh McCown or Bryce Young or anybody else is because we didn't even talk about the fact that Buzzy Pierce, his name serves two purposes that directly uh, relate to his business. Number one, the piercings, of course, which we've already talked about, but Buzzy, that's the sound that a tattoo gun makes or whatever you call it. Yeah. A tattoo gun makes as, as it's, as it's, um, you know, tattooing somebody. Right. So, so he, like he, there was no other job that dude could do other than being a tattoo and or piercing artist. So um I, so big I ups wanna, to I wanna, uh, Buzzy Pierce. I wanna mm-hmm. I wanna uh create the fan theory that they just forgot to get his name and so they called him <laughs> Buzzy Pierce. Uh and just acknowledged him that way. Much like last week, Trav, you missed it. Uh Grandma Sauce was at his graduation and it was just Grandma Gladys or Grandma yeah. or whatever her name was. <laughs> yep. It wasn't even full name, it was just grandma, which I loved yeah. and loved so much that yeah. she's like what they asked her? Okay, what's your name, ma'am? Oh, I'm Grandma Gladys. Okay, well, so what's your full name? And she probably looked you back at him and well said, "I just told you my is. name. My name is Grandma Gladys." <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Which reminds us, Travis, we're gonna have to every week. We're gonna need a mother sauce for uh, oh, a sauce right. game in a given our mother sauce game. Name the mother sauces, Travis, please. Um, bechamel. Yep. Um, hollandaise. Hollandaise. Um, mm-hmm. Burblanc? Is that a, is that Burblanc? A is that a one? Burblanc. Is that a one? And then there's Espanol, Velute. Velute. I think I'm there, yeah. Is that five? Mother sauces. I'm trying I'm trying. That's five. I think that's five. That's yeah. five. Espanol yeah. and Velute. That would make that makes five. Yep. Oh yep. seven? Okay. Yeah. Velute. A roux? Is that considered one? Oh, roux is not a damn what a, sauce. A roux is a base okay. of a sauce. Ooh, boom. All right, we got it. You heard it here first. And I also see Allemande sauce. German. That would be German. I don't Yeah, Allemande can go fuck itself. <laughs> I've never in my life used that. What about a demi glass? Demi glass. Yes, I use demi glasses all the time. Okay. okay. All right. All right. I think you, you heard it here first. We're going to start our uh, sauce, mother sauce of the week. Uh, that sounds good. Um, all right. Uh, gentlemen. This has been a treat. It's always a treat. It was a treat going to visit Travis a couple weeks ago. Um, this is always a treat to get a Hard Knocks episode. Enjoy it while it lasts, just as it was said, fellas. 
We don't know how long they'll be. So live your life as you can. Get as many piercings as you, in your toes as you can or whatever you need to do to attach to your eyeballs. You guys, do whatever you need to do because we only get one one shot around this uh, uh, on this on this orb. So all the best to you. Everybody have a great week. We will see you next week.